0: that's UNIFYDHEALING.com/slash slash wire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen,
2: history part bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining! Is there
1: anything you don't gamble on?
2: Uh, not really.
0: Gods, fickle bunch oh yeah so easily offended oh, you. gambler's not your problem
2: you're just an idiot welcome to the full slate sunday scaries podcast brought to you by bet online i'm your co-host cody darwick joined by my brother out in chicago
3: tyler darwick tyler week two of quarantine how you doing <laughs> Uh, doing all right. This Twitter account, uh, 2020 NCA tournament simulations is really getting me by. Um, it currently has Indiana in the sweet 16. So it's sad that, you know, we should be talking about the first two rounds of the tournament, the Cinderella teams going any crazy upsets. So it's a little sad. Yeah, I will say this. I think we're probably in much better shape than we would have been
2: had all of the games happened in the sense that, these four days are like prime, prime territory for eating a bunch of wings, fried foods, drinking crappy beers, spike seltzers. So at least spin zone, our bodies are slightly in better shape, but it's it's one of the I mean it's it's basically the best full weekend of sports and we're void of that this year. So all we get is the simulation teasing us as I use probably I mean, we're probably gonna win the simulation. <laughs>
3: Yeah, probably. They have us playing Arizona in the Sweet 16, so you got the Miller brothers going there, so that feels like a toss-up, and obviously, like you said, and I said, it's a simulation, probably not accurate that Indiana would get to Sweet 16, but just the fact that it's playing out that way, and we could just... (laughs) We could just talk about it and say maybe it could have been, you know, this hypothetical scenario where they get their shit together and they play well. And that's what has been so frustrating about this team that they're so up and down. But when they actually show up to play, they are pretty good. So we have that to hang our hats on. But, you know, it it hit me a little earlier today, you know, no March Madness. I was was pretty sad. Yeah, it's it's tough
2: times. Um, A lot of good content on Netflix. We're going to get to. A little love is blind talk at the end of this podcast so we'll we'll be sure to announce that as for anyone who hasn't watched yet um but tyler we had an interview we had dave mason who's been on before from bet online he's a marketing uh guy there uh we kind of talk about the effect the coronavirus is having on all of us um what what bet online is doing and their different kind of the different kind of action you can still get down there a little bit of nfl talk with him and then on the other side of the interview, we're going to get into all the NFL free agency and moves that went down this past week and and give out a future we like as a result. Okay, and Tyler and I are excited to welcome back on Dave Mason from BetOnline.ag, sponsor of the Blue Iron Network. Dave, a recurring guest now on Full Slate. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. We wish it was... Uh, a little bit more uplifting here in terms of what's going on in the sports landscape and in the world. Generally, obviously we last spoke in October, um, six months, <laughs> a lot, a lot changes here in your time in the business is <clears throat> have you seen anything like this before? Um, it kind of seems nah. unprecedented, right? Nah, absolutely
1: not. It's nuts. You know, you have you, you have your little blips, you know, 2008 with the, um, you know, the recession back then, you know, the action went down and, you know, not as pe- many people have money. So, but the, the games were still played, right? After 9-11, you know, that that was just a, one of those events. Of course, it changed the world. But, you know, the games were still played. You know, those are challenging times. But, um, you know, we all use sports to kind of heal and, you know, get as a distraction away from, you know, the real world stuff, right? We, we could turn on that game that night and, and escape for a couple hours, right? But, uh you know, mm-hmm. this is this is this is this nuts you know it's like we're all trapped in our homes and uh <laughs> you know the perfect time just to put the game on like last saturday you know was, there's nothing on and i'm a big mma guy and just for this few hours in the afternoon is all right cool i can turn off the news and uh just watch some watch some sports right especially a sport that i love and uh so that was kind of cool and then you know that that was over and it's okay back to washing my washing my hands so <laughs> so uh so yeah it's a unique time but that being said i mean people still want to be entertained and uh and betting gambling is is a big part of that so we're going to be here for them there's still ways to get down if you want
3: yeah it's definitely unprecedented times at least we had nfl free agency this week to give a little breath of fresh air away from all the terrible news going on but you know, just a week ago, Indiana, the Big Ten tournament was going on. That feels like years ago at this point. What was your initial reaction when you heard the news that the NBA was suspended last Wednesday and then, you know, the conference tournament started getting canceled
1: after that? Yeah, I mean, I was, I, you know, it was crazy. You know, just, I, I just remember I was sitting, I was after work and when all that NBA stuff went down. I was just at a, at a bar right around the corner from my house, grab a couple of beers after work and – uh you know, the know, Tom Hanks news came in, and then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the NBA's canceling. I, you know, where was tested positive, and, and uh, really surreal moment, you know, <laughs> I mean, just watching, and I was like, holy cow, and I think that was a moment where a lot of people woke the hell up, what's going on out there, you know what I mean, like, well, this is really serious stuff, this isn't just the flu or whatever, you know, that people are taking this uh, real serious, and I'm, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm definitely not a scientist, so... I won't even get in the bell of that debate, but but that's <laughs> who the right. hell that's the who el, who the hell I'm listening to. So if they said it's serious and they're 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 con- they're canceling all these massive events, then I'm I'm listening up. So so yeah, it was nuts, man. It still is. It's still like it's like a dream, but the show goes on. Yeah, like you said, Tyler, it is crazy. That was only a week
2: ago that the NBA got canceled. We're recording on a Wednesday night. We're gonna run this probably Sunday night, Monday morning. Uh, I feel like it's important to like flag that for listeners because right. we know just in the past few days how much has yeah. <laughs> has changed in in that in the sports world. Um, but in terms of bet online and what you guys are seeing, so. Post MBA, every basically, essentially every major sport going down. What is what has been the uh, the the biggest kind of increase? What have you guys seen the most action on post post Corona? We'll say pause. All right. Um, where where are you guys seeing the most action at this point?
1: Right. Well, I work on the sports side of things. Right. I kind of manage the sports from a marketing angle. So, uh, you know. Our numbers are going down, obviously, but my uh, my cohorts who manage poker and casino, those guys are, you know, their their numbers are absolutely skyrocketed. Right. Uh, You know, people still want to, like I said, get entertained. They still want to have a little bit of action tonight after work or at home um, during the day or whenever the weekend, you know, time off. People like to people like to gamble for an escape for entertainment. Right. So. You know, they're mm-hmm. playing some blackjack online, Ken over to the poker room. We have all sorts of, we have more tournaments than ever. So we've adjusted too. You know, right away, we're like, okay, these guys still want to bet, you know, they're going to go, a lot of them are going to go to the casino room, going to go to the poker room. So we need to get more tournaments going, more promotions going, et cetera. So they did that. And on the sports side of things, like I said, that's kind of what I work with, the sports book kind of stuff. So, you know, everything under the sun we can think of we're putting it up there and people are betting it you know uh doesn't matter if it's turkey basketball last night we had bar- 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 Barbados Premier League basketball <laughs> who the hell knew, who the hell knew there was <laughs> such a thing and people were betting it and uh, you know we've raised limits so you know people would like to bet more you know they could like usually on a, something something like that where we really know absolutely nothing about the limits would be like 250 bucks but now they're a grand. They can still rebet it for another grand every th- sixty-one yeah, yeah. seconds. So, Jeez, you know that's that's totally leaving us open to some Barbados uh, guy who knows the league inside Prices. out. I and mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what the hell do we know, right? So some player injury go, player gets hurt and doesn't show up or whatever, and we're not gonna that's not gonna show up on a Don Best screen or anything. So, <laughs> so somebody could totally take advantage of that with us. So. But, you know, we need we need this action up. You know, we have all sorts of crazy props up, crazy events and uh, people are betting, them. you know, an example, man, you know, NFL draft. That's not not that it's crazy because it's become a yearly um, betting events. It gets bigger and bigger every year. But, you know, usually we hold th- those are so hard for the book to manage. So we usually you know, are pretty conservative with them, you know, we'll trickle a few out a few weeks before then the week before, some more than week of full menu. Uh, we, we just released 40 of them today. So we're getting a lot, as much content as we possibly can on the site. And, uh, you know, the the players are enjoying it. Is, Is it March Madness? Hell no. But, but we got stuff up there for people to bet yeah i think people want to get their
3: fix regardless if it's chilean basketball i saw you tweeting about that over under and i saw 54 percent of the people are going on the under in that game i don't know what <laughs> inside knowledge they have in looking at bet online now with the entertainment props one area that i think is pretty interesting is the stock market you have so for example amazon stock over under on march 31st close the stock market in itself is a gamble, so people gambling on that is uh, pretty <laughs> interesting. But I wanted to ask your opinion on this. The Vegas casinos, obviously, everyone knows the Strip, all the lights. I was there a couple weeks ago, probably the last weekend before everything really started getting shut down. They're closed for 30 days. These casinos like Caesars, Harrah's, like, what's their plan B during this next month to get action or bring people in, or not bring people in, but get
1: people gambling with their products i guess yeah well i mean it, i guess it depends you know i don't really keep keep too much tabs to what's going on in vegas but you know okay can they get down on uh on their mobile devices if so they're doing the same thing as us probably well minus the sports stuff because we have a lot more leeway we, we can you know we can do stuff on the weather and stuff like that whereas they can't so they're kind of screwed there besides you know maybe Adding some of the off the wall leagues like we're at, and I'm sure they're looking into that you know, Russian soccer and whatever, whatever, whatever there's a league that's most likely trying to add the odds on it. But I, I, I don't know if they if they have an uh, online casino, I'm sure that that that's booming right now, and I, I don't know, but you know, that that's a sting to them. And you just think about you know, you think we're talking like professional stuff here, you know, our jobs, and everything, but. And, you know, you, you think about all the people that are out of work and, and, and everything. That, that's the real, you know, all those people in those hotels, everybody from just the not only sports book people, but cleaners and security and everything. It's it's really um, it, it's something else. So, you, you know, your heart goes out to all those people. And, you know, really fortunate to be working right now and everything. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's an eye opener, really. You, you, when you start thinking about that, you really you know, you just stop thinking about the sports aspect, and, and really that the lives that this is changing. So you know, heart uh, thoughts go out to all those people.
2: Well, yeah. For sure. For sure. This is, uh, we do this as an escape, as a hobby, because um, we like talking about the stuff we like watching it all. Right. But, uh, the, there's obviously things that are much more important than just this world that is, that is affected by people's lives. Um, but to go back to the more, the more trivial world of, of betting since, right. since that, since that's our, uh, right. that's our real side. Here. Sorry. It's, it's okay. If we like, we like your versatility, we like your, uh, some of these weather markets so i have to ask um how how much action are you guys seeing on them and like how how are you actually setting lines here are you just using weather.com
1: yeah pretty Uh, much i mean we don't have any uh meteor meteorologists on on the staff (laughs) you know the power of the internet just start googling five-day forecasts and stuff like that and uh Putting a number up, putting some juice on it, and let them go. So, but yeah. yeah. So you know, it's, it's and that's again one of those things that we can totally leave ourselves exposed. So we don't have anybody on staff just refreshing what the weather like is, is going to be like in <laughs> Dallas tomorrow, right? You know, so somebody in Dallas sees this and like, oh, well, they get the latest up- weather update? And mm-hmm. there you go. So you know, stuff like this. I mean honestly, we'll probably lose money on it, but it's about keeping players engaged and keeping them betting and, uh, keep them ha- as happy as possible. You know, they, they want to bet on something. So put stuff up there, put stuff up there. We can, uh, they want to bet and we can grade eventually. So,
2: yeah, like even, even some of these, the, some of the special markets. So if any listeners have, have a account you go in, which we recommend. You can use promo code BlueWire. And under this entertainment tab is just like a true hodgepodge of, of things. And some of these even, Dave, like Trojan condom stock price, U.S. birth rate percentage uh, as of the end of the year, over under 12 percent, uh, Pornhub. You guys, you guys have really uh, gone above and beyond here.
1: Yeah, and you know stuff like this. It's like you know I I kind of always specialized in the um, you know the uh, the the PR kind of props. So uh, the, you know this is kind of you know to to put a a lot of fun. You know not in a, in a horrible event. It's kind of like trying to make fun out of it. You know trying to just think okay and all that stuff. You know you were saying oh, everybody's gonna be inside watching porn, so. Pornhub. I, I forget what it was, but Italy. I guess in Italy, like the visits the, 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 to the Pornhub went through the roof. So I'm like, okay, well, let's get enough. Uh, let's get another um prop on that, and you know, over under three billion clicks on Pornhub in the month of March. What the hell? Let's do it.
3: Like like <laughs> you. Yeah, like you said, people need an escape, and I guess that might be it. But let's transition from, you know, Pornhub, Futures, <laughs> so the NFL free agency we've had going on. A little, little uh, segue there. Um, nice obviously, nice but- job by you, Tyler. Thank you. Obviously, the big news uh, this week with Tom Brady, changing teams, leaving the Patriots after 20 years, going to the Bucks Has all the action been on Bucks to win the NFC South, the NFC, win the Super Bowl? I saw you tweeted they're down to 12 to 1 now to win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, they went back up. They're like, you know, that was just kind of a one of those things where action is piling pil- in. You kind of react to it and go down to twelve to one, but they're back at you know after you think about it and everything, they're back to twenty to one. So uh, you know that's what's happened during during, that's what always happens during his NFL free. There's always that hot team, right? You know, there's a signing and all of a sudden people are betting that, and of course with a name as big as Tom Brady, that's probably magnified five times, so if not more. So yeah, I mean a ton of action was coming in on on the Buccaneers. You know, to win the the South, the uh, the NFC, and and the Super Bowl itself yesterday, but you know that subsided subsided a little bit. Those are kind of reactionary bets, and uh, you know next week will be some other hot teams. So that, that that's just how it goes. You know, these odds have been up for a while now, so um, over two, uh, well over a month. So. You know all sorts of action coming, and we're you know that's another thing we're doing. You know we are running those markets at pretty much 100%, which means like no no household at all. You know whereas usually usually on an NFL future like a Super Bowl there's going to be uh you know a 15 to 20% household depending on the book. Meaning what I mean by that is if all the even actions even across all on all the teams, um, that, that, that the house would win about 15% of that total action to 20%. This, it's so it's pretty much juice free. Those Super Bowl futures we have that on, and World Series futures. So that's a little extra incentive to uh, something for our betters to that might be interesting to, to them.
2: Awesome. Um, the uh, I'm curious to know who. What's your uh, prediction on who's going to replace Brady up in New England? Oh God,
1: man! I mean, you, you look at that <laughs> list. It's like who the hell's left? I, I, I guess, shoot, Cam Newton. I guess I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, it's... the guy, Yeah, the guy. Sorry, to cut you off, Dave. The guy I
3: like on the list, going off the odds on Bet Online, Jacoby Brissetta, plus plus seven hundred. I think is really good value. Yeah.
1: He yeah, knows that the mean...
3: system. He's a good. He's a affordable contract. They're looking to trade him, and the Patriots wouldn't have to give up a lot. I, I think he is an enticing option
1: there. Yeah, it's probably the best value right now that you say it. Uh, I know we added him yesterday when the Rivers uh, uh, rumors be- to the Colts became more solid. So, yeah, that, that's a mm-hmm. great point, plus 700. Now, Jared Stidham is the plus 150 favorite right now. Cam Newton got bad. He, I mean, we opened him at, I think, plus 600 are B-Bron. Mm-hmm. And at, so he's down to plus 200 now
2: yeah yeah and uh so last time we spoke i think you you were uh you had mentioned that you were gonna fire up the netflix machine the day before we spoke a little bit about secession um did you ever get around to watching it yeah i
1: mean that's not on netflix but i watched it on HBO. yeah yeah and that that was awesome yeah it was great uh great recommendation what am i watching now i'm I'm doing better call saul every week which i always like that's getting better and better every season narcos i finished up last week i binge watched that in a few nights i always love that every year um so mexico season two yeah mexico season two it's awesome so uh yeah and you know it's just but you know with with how that series is going we're getting a lot more. seasons out of it so that's good you know let's I mean, you've got a young chopo now so you know that's going to be the the story and him developing into the the uh lord he became so mm-hmm. an up-and-comer yeah
3: yeah i mean i think it's a time to obviously start binge watching a show that comes back in a couple weeks on netflix i don't know if you watch it dave ozark and yeah th- And the new season is going to be centered around their opening a Riverboat Casino. So for all the gamblers listening, that's how you you could get your fix, watching Ozark with the Riverboat Casino they're opening. I'm curious, on Netflix, have you watched Love is Blind yet? No, I have not. I have not. Wow.
2: Are you you open to uh, dating reality shows where you can't see the person you get engaged to?
1: No. I don't know. I'll give it a shot. If I don't like it, I abort. You know, whatever. I mean, yeah, you can find out if if you believe uh, love is blind or not. No, Dave, no, that's. I'll say a hell no on that one. I mean, shoot. But you gotta. Watch, <laughs> yeah, you gotta... I'll, watch, I'll watch it, but I already know the answer to that.
2: Dave, you gotta watch the show. Give it a shot, man. I'll
1: give it a shot. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, uh, Dave, thank you for joining us. It's been good to catch up. Um, hopefully in uh six months time, we have uh, plenty of NFL to talk about and all these leagues being pushed back. So, um, more exciting times ahead for sure. But Dave, you want to just give a uh, shout out where, where everyone can follow
1: you? Yeah. At Dave Mason BOL. Um, I'll be, I'll be tweeting all the, whatever we got updates, whatever. Um, Follow me there. Got any questions about the book or anything in general, hit me up and I'll try to answer them. Um, If I don't have an answer, I'll try to find it out for you. So yeah, betonline.ag. We got the poker room and casino room are absolutely bustling right now. More promos and more tournaments at than ever before. So come check it out. Awesome. Thanks, Dave. All right, guys. Take care.
3: With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner sells hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on, or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you could still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. And thanks again to Dave for coming on. Always great catching up with him and glad to hear all the different bets. Bet Online is offering to any degenerates out there trying to get a little action during this uh, bizarre time we got going on. But. This past week, we were able to get some, you know, positive just sports news into our lives. Just any sports news really was a nice escape from everything going on for a little bit. NFL free agency started and I can't remember a free agency that had so many big moves and big players moving from different teams. Let's start with the obvious one. We kind of talked to Dave about it for a little bit. Um, Tom Brady leaves the Patriots after 20 years, goes to the Tampa Bay Bucks, which seems so random, but mm-hmm. I, I actually, I actually think they're going to be pretty good with him. What, what are your kind of thoughts on it, So do we first question off the bat before we get to Brady? Do we think there
2: were more big moves this year? There definitely were, but like, or is it just relative? Cause we have
3: nothing else. It definitely is a factor the fact that we don't have anything else, but, you know, Brady, DeAndre Hopkins, Rivers, um, I mean, Phillip a lot of, Rivers, like, grilly, all the quarterbacks, a lot of, a lot, that, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, okay, okay. Diggs, a lot, a lot of big names here, um, but yeah, the, so he goes to the Bucks. two years, 50 mil, fully guaranteed, um, I think we're going to disagree on this one. So the Bucks, their odds, their odds are crazy now. Their odds to win the Super Bowl they're sixteen to one. They're eight to one to win the NFC. I think. Let me just double check this. I'm pretty sure they're like the third, the third team there. Um, they're two to one to win the NFC South. Their over under win totals at nine now. Uh, they won seven games last year. I, I I feel like everyone's overreacting. Like Tom Brady, of course. We we all know his success in New England, but he's not the same guy. He was not impressive at all last year. Um, he goes to Tampa. He has a billion times the weapons he had in New England, so that's a positive. But the way these this team worked last year with Mike Evans, uh, Godwin, Perriman, we'll see if they—he's a free agent, right? I don't know if, if he's going to be back or not, but uh, O.J. Howard, he's got a lot of big targets, and, and Jameis— Love him, hate him. You know, if anyone's listened to the show before, you know where we stand there. He can throw the deep ball, and they, like, really made that work um, as a focal point of the offense. Brady can't throw a deep ball anymore. Um, He can't really move around in the pocket. I think this is a little I think this is overhyped, Tyler. Um, I, there's there's so much, so much positivity pouring into the Bucks. Skip Bayless is tweeting about how he's ready for Tom Brady. Y- you can see Tom Brady bringing a Super Bowl to Tampa. The Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay this year. Um, I I'm fading this
3: move. But it sounds yeah, like, it
2: sounds, def- like you, it sounds like you disagree.
3: Yeah, I do disagree. So, looking at it from the perspective of how is this successful for the Bucks? If they get to the playoffs, that's a win-win for both sides. I think for Brady, his legacy, which shouldn't need any more validation, but it will be a thing in the store, in the news, or in the media, whatever. But with him and Belichick's parting ways, they haven't made the playoffs since '07. It's been 13 years. It's one of the longest droughts in the league. So, if they get to the playoffs with him, that's an immediate success. And what you have to remember is they expanded the playoffs by one see adding one team this year and that doesn't sound like a huge thing but it really is the 17 last year would have been the rams Steelers. um the rams won nine games the Steelers won eight so you don't need to win double digit games to get into the playoffs the bucks won seven games last year with Jameis throwing 30 interceptions he threw seven pick sixes their defense had the worst starting field position in the NFL because Jameis was always throwing interceptions, setting them up in bad spots. So you just have to think Brady isn't going to be doing that. He isn't as good as he's be- obviously been in the past. His arm strength isn't there, but I think they're going to just between Evans and Godwin, that's just going to improve him. Cameron Brate's a good tight end. Like He's going to be excited for this new challenge and really try to prove everyone wrong that does think he's washed up. So I think adding that... Just you know that experience he has, obviously, and his aura. And if he was going to a team, um, if he went to the Chargers with Anthony Lynn, who's like a really bad coach, like I wouldn't think he'd be good there. But Bruce Arians is a very good coach and has had great success with quarterbacks. Carson Palmer, who was old and washed up, everyone thought, had a great year. Was third in MVP voting that year, I believe, in 2015. So he's had success with these guys who. Are a little older and you might not think they have it anymore. So I really like the move for the Bucks. Their defense was top five by DVOA last year. So I think a lot of the stats you see on their defense, why they're so negative, was because of what Jameis was doing on that side of the ball. So I, I really like the move. And I, I think they're capable of getting to nine wins. They won seven games last year. And think about how many games Jameis threw back breaking interceptions for them. Yeah, I.
2: I just really think Brady's over the hill. I think just from watching the games this year, it seemed like he can't he can't throw an accurate deep ball. I don't he's not quite at the level Peyton was the last year in Denver when he literally every ball he threw as a duck. But I really don't think he's far from there. I agree that for the bucks, this is a great move. You're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're able to get a household name like Tom Brady. I think you have to go for it. And I also think the money is a little bit lower than I expected. And I think that maybe, uh, speaks to how bad things got in new England that he was like, all right, screw it. I'm walking. I'm not even getting 30 million a year. I'm taking 25. Um, I think that was less, less than people thought he would sign for. Um, this is going to be a fun one to monitor, Tyler, because I'm I'm fading Brady, I'm fading the Bucks. All the money in the world is is flooding in on them, and I just I think he's over the hill. Um, so only time will tell. Uh, last year, before we we uh, when we were doing our season preview pod, basically the first one on full slate with Blue Wire, I said I was I was fading the Pats this past year because I thought I just thought Brady was a little washed up. And you know what, Tyler? Not to toot my own horn, but that that came to fruition a little bit. So we'll see. If, now that he has all the all the new toys, we'll see how big a difference it makes. Um, but there are there are a lot of other big moves here. Let's the- talk. Well, sorry, go ahead. You want you want a rebuttal?
3: Free yeah, rebuttal. one last point. The the offensive weapons on the Patriots last year were abysmal, so that's a huge upgrade for him. Going to Tampa, and I think you know he wasn't good at all last year in New England. But there was part of it where I think that relationship with Belichick and the organization was fractured going into last year. And I just don't think maybe his mind was all the way in it. I was reading the Seth Wickersham article on ESPN earlier, and there was a quote I don't remember him saying this, but he said this past year when they're eight and zero that he was the most miserable like undefeated quarterback in the NFL. So I think there was just a part of it where. It was just done in New England. His time was up, and maybe they were just kind of dragging their feet through the last season, and both sides needed a fresh start. So I think he's going to come into this super motivated and be excited to play with arguably the best receiver duo in the NFL. So I do I, I think he's going to be pretty successful. We shall see. Only time will tell. Uh, but
2: Bill O'Brien really threw Anyone who's a fan of an NFC West team under the bus with this ridiculous trade. He sent DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals uh, for David Johnson. Here, hold on. Let me read this. Uh, So he, David Johnson, a second round pick and a fourth round pick next year um, for DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick. Um, Tyler, What what is Bill O'Brien doing here in Houston, one and two? I mean, the Cardinals were a tough team for the 49ers last year uh, with Kyler Murray, and and he he is he's pretty slippery in the pocket. Uh, This isn't going to be fun uh,
3: as as uh, as someone who's going to have to play this team twice a year. It goes back to what I've said about Bill O'Brien every every year since we've been doing the podcast. He just always looks so miserable on the sideline, and he just like I feel like he wants to get fired, but no one there's no one to really fire him in that organization outside the owner, and he just continues to do stupid stuff like this. And going into You know, last year he traded two first round—they traded two first round picks for Laramie Tunsil. They traded a third round pick for Duke Johnson. All those moves signal that you're like going in for it now and trying to win now. And then you trade out your star receiver DeAndre Hopkins only to really get a second round pick back. And David Johnson hasn't been good in like three years now. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. He just hasn't really. Yeah, he hasn't gotten back to the, I think it was 2016, maybe. It was his breakout fantasy year. Since then, he hasn't been good. And the day before this trade happened, the Cardinals re signed Kenyon Drake, who was just much better than him. So he was going to be the starter. David Johnson was going to be the backup. And David Johnson has a super expensive contract. I think the. Uh, i'm reading the article now texans are on the hook for more than 13 million dollars with him over the next 12 (laughs) months for his contract which is huge for a running back and especially a guy who's over the hill it looks like so to pull off this trade makes no sense you're only taking away your best option i think outside of michael thomas hopkins is the is i guess the second best receiver in the nfl Mm -hmm. if you're deshaun watson you just have to see this move and be like what are we doing? And then to even compound this, they sign Randall Cobb to a pretty big deal who's like a nice like third receiver. So the moves make no yeah, sense. Like 2 years um, ago
2: he was <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's he's washed up at this. It makes it makes no if you're Deshaun Watson, you just have to be <laughs> Pulling your hair out. Like you're running around for your life all season. At least you had uh Hopkins. I mean, maybe you'll have Will Fuller for six games, but this this is a brutal move for this team that won a playoff game this past year. What are you doing?
3: They were up twenty-four to nothing in the second round the versus the Chiefs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They it makes no sense and if I'm Deshaun Watson, it's hard to pass up on whatever huge QB contract he's probably gonna get from them. But I wouldn't re-sign until I like I would try to play out the free agency, however that may work. Because why would you want to re-sign with this team? They're so dysfunctional. Bill O'Brien just has way too much power and it appears the owner just doesn't care. So this move was horrible on ESPN they gave the Texans an F, which makes sense. And it's interesting to see you know the response on the Cardinals side obviously Hopkins is great their offense should be pretty good the defense is probably still very shaky but Kyler Murray now on bet online is the fourth guy in MVP voting at plus mm-hmm. or at 10 to one so he's seen a huge spike obviously the second year quarterbacks has been a huge trend the last two years that's been the MVP and it should probably should be three in a row if Carson wentz didn't get hurt so He's going to see a bump, and that team, I don't know if they're going to win a ton of games. Like I said, the defense is still shaky, but they're going to be fun to watch on offense and should put up a lot of points, but let's keep moving to some other big moves. Stefan Diggs gets traded to the Bills. Right. Um, like This he wasn't... This,
2: happen- this happens right after the DeAndre Hopkins trade, and just like the relative value here. You're like, did Bill O'Brien only
3: call the Cardinals? Mm-hmm. That was like the first deal that was probably thrown out there, and he's just like, okay, I'm doing that. It makes no sense. Um, but, you know, Stefan Diggs going to the Bills, I think it's a really good move for the Bills. Giving up the first round pick seems like a little much, but. Putting him on that team, they needed a go-to receiver, and he's that guy now. You still have John Brown and Cole Beasley, who slot more into kind of you know second, third receivers. That's where they're better at. So I really like the move for the Bills. And if you look at the AFC as a whole, I think you know the Ravens have made a lot of good moves. The Chiefs are obviously still going to be great. Like those are the two favorites. But outside of that, I mean, I think it's pretty open, and the Bills could easily be that third team. And especially with Brady leaving the Patriots, like the Bills could make a run and make some noise next year. Hmm. Yeah. They so they gave up
2: a first rounder, a fifth rounder, a sixth rounder this year, and a fourth rounder next year. Compared compared to what the Texans got, which was a second rounder, David Johnson, all all washed up, and a fourth rounder next year. So just like that, one two going down on the same day. I think everyone was just like, what is happening here? But I agree. I love the move for the Bills. Um. I think I think the division is opening up pretty interestingly for them. Josh Allen took some steps forward next year. If if he can just keep Stephon Diggs uh, somewhat content, we saw what what can happen with him uh, in quarterbacks who aren't the most. I mean, Kirk Cousins accurate, but he's he's maybe not the most consistent. Um, if if he can keep a level head for let's say a year, since. Wide receivers are, are normally taking time bombs here. Um, I, I do really like the move for them. Uh, other moves, just kicking this around. Philip Rivers goes to the Colts. One year, $25 million. Nick Foles gets traded to the Chicago Bears, which is interesting. Todd Gurley gets that massive contract, gets cut by the Rams, and he goes to the Falcons. Teddy Bridgewater to the Panthers. Tyler, of all these moves, what... What do you think will make the biggest impact next season um, for for any of these teams? I
3: think I have to go with our guy, Phillip Rivers, going to the Colts now. He had a really bad year last year. He, he looked washed up last year. But I think going to the Colts, you will see a little rejuvenation, and that division is pretty wide open. Tennessee obviously had a great year last year making the AFC title game, but... To expect Ryan Tannehill to play that consistently over a full season, we just haven't seen him do it in his career. So I think the Colts are a team that could win that division. They're favorite right now in bet online, at plus 150. They started off the year really well. Brissett got hurt, and they just kind of never rebounded. And Rivers last year was playing on a Chargers team with a really bad offensive line. Now he goes to arguably the best offensive line in the league, so he'll have more time to throw. They need to get more weapons on that team um, outside of T.Y. Hilton. They still don't really have a second guy, so and this is a good draft to address that issue. So I think if they're able to do that, able to upgrade, and obviously they traded for DeForest Buckner from the 49ers, and Holt instantly upgrade that defense and they have some other good young players so i really like that move for the colts because they're going to be in a winnable division and if they're able to keep rivers upright i think he'll have some good success with that team i hope you're right um it got
2: so ugly with rivers in la last year that i was like i this may be it. he he maybe should hang it up but he's also
3: going to be playing in front of fans who
2: (laughs) root for that team Who care yeah who actually care so that will be fun um yeah i mean I'm surprised that the Colts are the favorite, honestly, over the Titans. I think what we saw last year, with this team under Ryan Tannehill, like I mean, they were they were cruising. I'm I'm I don't think that that number makes a ton of sense. Uh, just I I'm um, I'm not at I'm I'm fading Rivers more than I'm fading Brady, uh, but it's it was it was ugly last year. But Tyler, lastly, the guy who still is out of a job at the moment, tweeting out congratulations uh, or basically tweeting out like thanking the Bucks for the good times is Jameis Winston saying he'll be back for the Super Bowl this year, calling a shot. You have to love that confidence. Um, I mean, I think he might be the perfect heir apparent to Philip Rivers in L.A. Um, seems like one of the, one of the few starting jobs that are still open here. Um But if you're going to replace someone with the same kind of energy and entertainment factor that Rivers has given us for basically 15 years now, it seems like Jameis is that guy because we need someone entertaining to fill the four o'clock slot. Just knowing what we know, there's going to be the kind of premier game and then there's going to be the throwaway game. And Rivers was always great for entertainment in that throwaway game. But if we get like. I don't know if, if we're just stuck with like Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota for the Raiders, no one cares, but I think James James could fill that
3: void for us. That's true. It's going to be sad having rivers play mostly in the early sleigh moving on. Cause you know, chargers, Broncos, those late games, when it starts to get delusional <laughs> on a Sunday night, and we're not going to have rivers clapping his hands screaming, it's going to be sad not to have that. And as far as James goes, Starting options—it's bleak. I, I don't think the the what what the Chargers are going to do—they're going to draft someone. I think you know they're saying they have Tyrod. Maybe he'll start the season, but I think they're going to draft someone. Uh, maybe Justin Herbert or one of these other quarterbacks coming out of college. Signing Jameis to be their starter would really make no sense. I think. Um, so it's looking bleak for our guy Jameis. I think he might have to take a backup job. Um, you know the Patriots might have an opening. That would be pretty anti-patriot move for them but uh yeah it's it's looking bleak for a guy jamis yeah tough tough times but i don't know maybe the
2: chargers i don't why are the raiders just settling on a quarterback room of derek car and marcus mariota get jamis in the mix there you could have both <laughs> both. You could, you could have one and two from that draft in the same same place battling it out i i jamis has to yes to start uh, I mean, the guy—he's coming off LASIK. Someone should roll the
3: dice on that. Maybe Jacksonville, um, if they want to—I don't know if they'll draft someone or just roll with Minshew. But keeping him in Florida, I don't know. It's that I, I definitely want to see him starting. Um, but I just—I don't see a ton of options out there for him. But let's move on before we go to our Love Is Blind discussion. Just give out a future for Super Bowl winner. Um, you know, hopefully. Hopefully we have the NFL going on uh, come August and September. What's a team you like um, as far as their Super Bowl odds go right now? Uh ah, we're doing okay Super Bowl. I prepped so real quick. I will
2: put together Super Bowl, but the my favorite just overall NFL future. Just just do just do your favorite then. Okay, great. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, we touched on it a little bit earlier. I love the Bills to win that AFC East at plus 175. Mentioned Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen was more consistent this past year. I think year three hopefully can take that uh, all always elusive next step forward. I, I do think we will see that. I, I love Singletary in the backfield. And they also had a couple of other uh, nice signings. Uh, they brought in Mario Addison and Vernon Butler. Addison had nine and a half sacks last year for the Panthers. Vernon Butler had six. So they sure have been already pretty stout defense. Uh they're six-ranked defense in DVOA. Obviously we know Pats are without Tom Brady. They're currently still the favorite which I'm um, I don't know. It, I imagine that's assuming they get Cam Newton maybe. Like I don't that doesn't make sense to me. I know their defense is great, but the offense has minimal weapons. It's basically a bet on Bill Belichick. I'm willing to fade that. Uh the Jets are I mean I, They took some steps forward with Darnold when he was healthy, but the Jets are the Jets. The Dolphins, I I do like what they... They've been competitive. Uh, I like the head coach there, but I like the Bills a lot. Plus 175. I'm surprised they're still plus value. They went toe-to-toe with the Pats last year a couple times. Lost close games, I think, this year. Plus having kind of the playoff experience and the way they lost in such, like crappy fashion um i think they're gonna come out ready to rock this year plus 175 I like the bills what's your future Tyler?
3: Mm-hmm. yeah it's tough to tell what the patriots are gonna do are they gonna do maybe what the warriors have done this year and just kind of throw in the towel tank. and try to yeah. tank for trevor lawrence or do they try to get a cam newton or an andy dalton and piece it together and like i said adding that seventh playoff team you had eight nine wins you're gonna be right in it so I don't it'll be interesting to see what they do. It's hard to imagine Belichick is just gonna be like, yeah, we'll throw away the year because you know he's motivated to to prove that he could win without Brady. Um but so I thought we were doing Super Bowl futures. We didn't really specify. So one I do like a team that's made some moves, uh some good moves, the Eagles at twenty-five to one. Um, they brought in Darius Slay from the Lions, who's a shutdown corner. They also signed Hargraves from the Steelers, who will add to their defensive line depth so they're adding pieces on defense they still need some more weapons uh, for Carson Wentz but again this draft is loaded with receiver receiving talent so I think they're going to wait to make some moves there and they're able to add some pieces around Wentz I think at 25 to 1 it's a good bet the fact they made the playoffs last year when everything went against them I think just shows the toughness of this team Doug Peterson's a really good coach. I still believe in Wentz, um, even though he was a little shaky last year. I think he had a lot going against him. Like what we've seen from the NFL is year to year, you don't know what's going to happen, and those injury. If you have bad injury, luck one year, it might turn in your favor another year. So, at 25 to one, I like the Eagles. Um, like the Bucks are 16 to one. I do think they're going to make the playoffs, but That's I don't crazy. think those two teams are that far off. And the fact that the Pats are 25-1
2: also is is kind of crazy. I I like the pick. The Eagles are feisty. I think getting everyone healthy and back, O'Brien does just kind of figure out ways to win games. Um, the Steelers also at 25-1. Tyler, I do feel like we have to talk about this. Uh, Big Ben's beard. It he's he's
3: been self quarantining for like six months now. He looks terrible. Is there, like, a castaway sequel that they're doing and he's playing the Tom Hanks role? (laughs) I mean, he looked... He looked disheveled. He, he, he looks, he looks really bad. i a little concerned,
2: but he said he's been throwing the ball with, with minimal discomfort. So I guess that's why they're also 25 to one here. Um, it, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, this past week, at least we had NFL going forward. We're going to have to get a little bit more creative here in terms of stuff we talk about. I saw they were running like a, a NASCAR, like E NASCAR race, like a simulation kind of thing. Um, I don't know. We're we're gonna we're gonna start thinking outside the box. But um, Tyler, Love is Blind. You finally caught up. Um, it's it's about time. So if anyone hasn't watched, uh, spoilers are are coming. So please please uh, hit hit pause. Uh, but thanks for listening. Uh, okay, so Love is Blind. Um, Tyler, I'll kick it to you first. Um, how do you want to do
3: this? Who's your grandpa Billy's bum of the week from Love is Blind? That's a good question. That's a good way to phrase it. Thank you. Um there, there's so many good choices. Um I, th- I mean the obvious choice is Jessica, right? Yeah. Uh, she was just the Let's absolute talk about it. she was just the absolute worst throughout the show. So the way her relationship was is she's thirty-four. Uh the guy Mark, she was engaged <laughs> engaged to after only after only talking through a wall, I was 24, and I'm 24, so that's a little terrifying. Um, Would you do but... it for the Italian beef? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but it's just, she was the worst at the whole show. One, she basically, you know... Initially was into Mark but then she really liked Barnett as her number one and then when Barnett dumped her she went back to Mark um and then throughout the whole show she was just so insecure about the fact that she was 34 and he was 24 in that age gap and she like every person she asked like they're like oh no it's not a big deal like i don't they didn't think anything of it but she was just like looking for an outlet to find an excuse why not to go through with it so she was the worst she kept Flirting with Barnett, trying to see if he was still interested in her, trying to ruin his engagement. So she was the worst, and you could tell at the reunion the last episode that like you know everyone's sad. gotten everyone's gotten fame off of this, but like this really wore on her. She said she had to go back. She's from Chicago. Went back to Chicago and was like with her family for like six months recovering from it. So you could tell that what happened really wore on her, and just she probably was cringing a lot rewatching it. Yeah, you could tell during the uh,
2: reunion she genuinely like felt really badly about it. Uh, like she seemed sad. Amber ripped into her, which was really the only exciting part of the reunion, in my opinion. That plus Carlton getting on his knee—that was all very, very odd. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the a very exciting thing about this show is the fact that it was taped a year and a half ago so as soon as you finish it you can just dive into the internet and catch up on where everyone is um yeah i mean jessica's a no doubter in terms of grandpa billy's bum of the week um mark on the other hand it was kind of it was tough to watch him as well and he's on part of my take i think we both listened to that i thought he came across well and just kind of was like yeah man i've learned from it so that's good he's he has the right mindset about it, uh, but he was really cringeworthy as well. Uh, so recreating the pods uh, as a date because there was clearly just no no real
3: physical connection there. Um, <laughs> he was he was such a chump because you could tell the he, whole time that she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't into it, and it's like the relationship was just him trying to convince her why to like stay with him, and she she just wasn't attracted to him, which was like mean and not the point of the show but like at some point you have to be like yeah this just isn't happening um and he kept saying on the part of my take interview he was like yeah i'm 24 like i'm just going with it i'm like i don't i, yeah, I don't, I don't that, feel the same way
2: how many how many pillows do you have on your bed tyler because that is something i want
3: to talk about with mark
2: he had one pillow on his bed
3: i have two so i'm, okay, I'm a little good. more mature but my sheets okay, are good. a brownish color outside <laughs> um but my blanket's different color, so it doesn't match. But who who's your grandpa Billy's bum of the week from the show? Let's let's move away from Mark and Jessica for now. Yeah, let's move away from them. Um, I I'm,
2: I think I'm gonna go with. It's it's hard, but from the show specifically, I'm I'm gonna go with Barnett. Now, hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. So Barnett came across as like probably one of the most he's probably the most normal guy on the show in that sense like i don't know just kind of a bro pretty normal uh seems like he has a good head on his shoulders uh he was caught in a love triangle fine he ended up choosing amber great personality firecracker however uh there's so there's so many red flags with amber she's amazing reality tv content but to actually marry her Uh, she had been out of work, she was racking up credit card, uh, debt, um, and this was pretty shortly after they met, right? So there's really no strain on, on the relationship at this point, but you find that out that she'd spend all this money at like Sephora or somewhere like that. And, and Barnett asked her, so do you, do you pay, pay off your credit card? Like, do you at least make the minimum payment? And, uh, she's like, no, um, so if, if well, that was for her, those, that, that was for her college loans too. Right. Right. So if you're going to marry someone, uh, and, and, you know, essentially become one with them, those are the kind of things I think you have to sniff out now, Tyler and I, we're both, we're both not married here. So I guess we don't know. We can speak from experience, but that seems like something you wouldn't want to have to deal with. Um, just your wife and her credit score becoming a massive burden to you. Um, so I'm, I'm going with Barnett. I I really think he should have he should have said no there uh, and gotten out of that system. So that was a little bit off the beaten path, Grandpa Billy's bum of the week. But I I, I don't know Barnett.
3: I think I think that was a mistake. You sound like Barnett's brother, who's trying to kind of talk him out of it. Um, so. Yeah, learning about you know the credit card debt—not something you want to hear um, if you're about to get married—and <laughs> how how much money it is—and seems like that's a recurring problem. And especially when after the show, you know, these people are have like hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of followers on mm-hmm. social media, so you know they're getting that nice little glow up. And I think once the money starts coming in from that, well, her spending habits. You know, maybe get a little better. Probably not when she has actual money to spend. But, you know, I disagree with you. Um, He was in love. Him and Amber were probably one of, if not the best couple on the show. Um, You could really tell they had a great connection emotionally, physically. They really hit it off. So um, I disagree with you. And like he said, Amber scared him. She was insane. Um, I loved it, (laughs) especially when she went at Jessica. Yeah, Um, she's great. she's She's great
2: she's great but like she's perfect for reality tv like i said she's
3: amazing but to
2: marry her just i don't know barnett that may be a mistake uh but let's let's hang about money not everything's about money okay thank you that that is pretty meta uh which so right now Gigi and damien they're back we have lauren and cameron barnett and amber are, are all they're all in relationships right now, Tyler? Um, if if you have to power rank the three of those, what's what like which relationships lasting the longest here, and how long until Cameron does something that puts him on the front page of a
3: newspaper? <laughs> okay, can we do this quickly? And then I have a good question we could end with that I thought of sure. uh, around the show. Sure. So, uh, power ranking one to three, one or I guess the top thing together the longest. Um, I guess that one that will break up the quickest, I would say is Gigi and Damian. Um, <laughs> their fights were just insane. I think like they were cutting out certain parts of it because it would just go z- zero to a hundred so quick. And I wouldn't even understand why they were fighting. Um, so I don't think they're lasting. No, uh, I, I think Gigi is going to get a spinoff show. Like Gigi, uh, like,
2: i mean one she'd be great for double shot at love as a contestant
3: or i do think she could potentially carry a show i don't know about that <laughs> um second second i would say amber and barnett they said on the reunion you know she was about to call a divorce lawyer um so things have been a little rocky but Wait, i think she said that i missed that on the reunion <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then okay. yeah, back circling back to my grandpa Billy's bum of the week. For the and birth. then number one, Lauren and Cameron. Um, this is simply because two, twofold. One, Cameron's hand is always on her, so it'll, it'll be hard for them to break up because his hand is always placed around her waist, around her leg. You're and second, time. I've been putting, mm-hmm, I've been putting it out on Twitter. Cameron is definitely a serial killer. Um Definitely like a Dexter Barry type from those shows where, you know, they're a normal guy, a little quirky, quiet. But then you could tell there's just something off about him. Um, The romantic getaway before the wedding. He took her to a cabin in the middle of the woods. Sounds (laughs) like a lot of horror movies. And he just and he just has like a vibe about him that like he's going to if something happens like he's going to he's going to kill her. It's unfortunate to say. It's a little Um, creepy yeah he just but, has like that quiet vibe, but like if you push him, he's gonna like snap and lose his mind. yeah um i I, I don't disagree I don't
2: disagree with with those rankings. Um, I fully agree. I'm shocked Gigi and Damien are back together. I do disagree with you. I think Damien, I think Gigi could definitely carry a show just because she is such a quick switch where she goes from zero to a hundred. She was good as the runaway bride, her comments to Damien about their sex life. Like that, that gives me enough confidence in her to carry a show. Um, so we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. Uh, Amber Barnett, we've hit on that. And Lauren Cameron, uh, they're like, they're really Instagram celebrities now that I follow them. They both have over a million followers. You mentioned it. They were like facetiming with Miley Cyrus the other day. Uh, they're, they're coming out of this show the strongest. Um, but I don't, there's something, there's just something a little off about Cameron. Um, what was your question
3: to wrap up? So, in light of everything going on with the quarantining, who, who, which couple would you <laughs> most want to quarantine with? And who would you least want to quarantine with? The one I would most is pretty random, but I'll, I'll let you go first.
2: Most quarantine
3: with so and like if quarant- you had to be stuck with them in
2: yeah. in my apartment, in my current Shh. apartment. <laughs> well, your apartment cannot fit three people. Well, I mean, I guess I mean I'll take the bed, and then someone can sleep on like the long part of my couch, and then whatever. Okay, um, most want to be with. Oh my God! Um, or you could sorrow with least. I think I think well I think most is the harder question. Least is pretty easy. I think I'd most want to. Is it does it have to be a couple that made it to the finale or that got married or is together now? Just quick, quick follow. Just
3: the Just the just the couples throughout the show.
2: Kelly and Kenny, I'd most want to quarantine with because I feel like it would just be like pretty quiet everyone can do their own thing um there wouldn't be a, a ton of drama because they don't really like each other they're just kind of civil and if we're going to be quarantined in my one 400 square foot studio together my one room i can't i can't deal with the others um couple i least want to be with oh my god i think i think lauren and cameron would probably make me like cringe the most so i'm going lauren and
3: cameron as as my least uh least favorite yeah i wouldn't want to be quarantined with cameron just so i'm not an accomplice in any (laughs) crimes he commits my least quarantine would have to be Gigi and damien they would be fighting all the time and i would like It would be like you'd come home, they'd be like watching TV, they'd be like talking civilly, and then all of a sudden Gigi would just snap and like a bull would be flying by my head at Damien. So it's just, it's not a dynamic I want to be a part of. Um, So yeah, I definitely don't want to be with them. And then I agree with you, most quarantine with would be Kenny and Kelly. They're just like good, they're just like good pals who like hanging out with each other.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to just like, be stuck with someone that's just like a, f- a fly on the wall, and those those two are the most like just fly on the wall. Like other, the, the other ones are just gonna
3: be a headache. Maybe there'd be some awkward moments where I walk in and they're just kissing, but other than that, I think it'd be yeah. pretty easy to live with them. I feel like they would they would just be really friendly towards me and just make me feel comfortable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think they would be pretty easy to be stuck with. Um,
2: Amber and Barnett would be fun for a weekend, like oh maybe a friday night into saturday day and then oh. like, sh- then
3: kindly show them the door like a like a college football weekend like tailgating with them like that would be fun um who's i feel like there's one other couple we're forgetting uh jessica and mark oh yeah, they, they would be <laughs> they would be miserable because i feel like mark would just be like working out and then jessica would just ugh, she was she She was just the worst i think
2: yeah she'd be a mess um okay good question by you tyler
3: i think i think that's it you got anything else for us no that's all we got so hopefully um get some better news this week regarding everything going on